Welcome to the Two Buff Beards Podcast. I'm Zach Ansaldo. I'm with my man, Kelvin Franklin, and this episode is brought to you by WebFit Nation. The standard process for having a trainer is paying big money for an hour of their time, spend time and money getting to your appointment, work out, go home, and repeat it all over again next week. With WebFit, you have a personal trainer right in your pocket. Work out when and where it works for you and your schedule. 100% customized workouts, meal plans, and even grocery lists. To learn more, go to www.webfitnation.com. Hello, hello, hello. So, Zach is out again. Um, He's actually back in town real soon, and so we're going to get together and get some new content for you guys. But right now, you are stuck with me. I'm by myself. Um, which is a change because I haven't really recorded an episode by myself ever. So this will be very interesting. It will be very new. And I promise that we will try and keep it as fun, exciting, and lighthearted as possible. But I did want to just touch bases on a few things because it's just that a lot of it, a lot of things have been going on. And I really want to talk about the mindset of a healthy lifestyle and just managing the mindset of a healthy lifestyle because I feel like a lot of people really get hung up on this particular thing. It can always be drawn back to this for some reason and it's something that I just I spend so much time talking about to other people and I just feel that if I would have uh, some more avenues as to put some content out there like the podcast where people can you know visit Um, They can revisit and some things that maybe help them, some tools in their tool bag that they can, you know, put in there to help them in the future as they go down, you know, this healthy lifestyle. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Number one is I have been reading a lot of Simon Sinek recently. Um, Very, very good public speaker. And he has a lot of good content. If you've never looked him up, you definitely should. His last name is spelled S-I-N-E-K. Definitely has great, great content. And one quote stood out the most to me, and it really kind of helps me dive into the podcast today, which I want to talk about later. And that quote comes from a book that he wrote that says, Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. And the quote that stood out to me in that book that really resonated, especially when it comes to people trying to improve their health, improve their fitness, um, improve their strength, you know, just l- really learning how to live this lifestyle and, and, and really embracing the process. And this is this is the quote. The quote states, Working hard for something we do not care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. And the reason why that stands out to me so much is because a lot of times when you see, you know, everyone has that friend. And and, and you may be even a person that have come from a background like this or used to say these types of things, you know, and they will come to you and say, hey, I want to work out. I don't really like working out, but I know it's what I have to do in order for me to lose 15 pounds, you know? And so they begin on this road of 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 working out and they they begin on this road of of eating better and they approach it in a way of it's something that they just have to do. It's not something that they, you know, really want to do. You know, they they feel like, you know, them 
you know, missing their Snickers bar or their Reese's cups is something that is painful, you know, because they look forward to those things. They look forward to their ice cream at night. They look forward to weekends uh, with, with, with drinks and, and, you know, all kinds of things. So they look forward to those things. So taking them out is, is stressful. You know, it's something that they don't, don't really care for. So it becomes very stressful to them. And that is what I call a recipe for disaster. Like you show me a person that has a goal and they're doing things that they really don't want to do. I will show you a person that is going to quit in the next, you know, 30 days. And you may, they may take get longer, but I'm just saying that that person really doesn't have any kind of routine or habits that will that that will help them sustain the lifestyle, you know, if they hit the goal and thereafter. You know what I mean? So I really just want people to understand that if your goal is to be healthy, right? Really, really figure out why you want to do that. Like you need to really peel back that onion, like get real with yourself. And it takes some honest conversation. And I'll be honest, all the time, you may not want to have that type of conversation with yourself. Like it's not the sexiest conversation. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's some painful stuff that's under that onion that we have to peel back, you know, but it really takes us to be real with ourselves and really find out, hey, you know, this is really why I want to do it. Yeah, you may say, Kelvin, I want to lose 20 pounds because I'm going on vacation. Yeah, that may sound good, but it may be because, you know, you don't feel sexy anymore. It may be because, you know, your self-confidence has been low and you remember back 20 pounds ago when you were 20 pounds lighter that your self-confidence was a little better. You know what I mean? It may be because, you know, people ridicule you or make fun of you or whatever, but you need to really figure out why you want to achieve that goal and don't let it just be so um, something that's that's so simple. You know what I mean? Because let me tell you, getting healthy, living this lifestyle, um, improving your fitness is it's simple. It's not easy. And that's one quote that if you know me, I use that a lot when it comes to this lifestyle because it's so true. Like, the, the necessary steps that it takes and, you know, the ins and outs, the X's and O's. Yeah, it's simple. Like it, it's it's really it really is. But it's definitely it's definitely not easy. And and sometimes the road to get there may not always be um, the most joyous one. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have some really hard times. There are going to be some really difficult moments within that lifestyle, within this lifestyle. And if you don't have a, a, a firm hold on, hey, I really know why I want to do this. I really have um, a firm grip on why I want to achieve these goals. It's going to be so difficult for you to press forward in those difficult times. And I've seen so many people give up on something that they really wanted to achieve simply because they haven't stated why they wanted to do it in the first place. So I encourage you, I urge you to really step out and really find out why you want to do this because when the moments come where you're challenged to where you feel like things aren't going very well where you feel like you just hit a block in the road and nothing seeming to work the the reasons why you're doing this in the first place is the things that you're going to have to fall back on 
Um, and, and it's just something that I see all too often. And I really wanted to hit that home um, today. And so that quote really stood out to me. And uh, as soon as that gets back, we'll get back to the what's your, what's moving you type of thing. But I really just wanted to talk about that quote today. And now to sort of transition into what I really wanted to talk about in terms of mindset, it, it just comes from a question that I sort, it's not really a question, it's almost me reflecting back on um, all of the people that I've worked with over the past 11 years. And I see so much, so, so many people starting and stopping the journey to improve their health and fitness. You know what I mean? I, I, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, but I've literally seen people that are trying to get healthy and they will make this event, they will make this goal something that they have to, they, they start and stop for 10 years, you know, like they never achieve it. So they're always in some diet, out of some diet, in some diet, out of some diet. They're starting a training program, then they quit. And then they start this marathon training, then they give up. Then they start this triathlon training, then they say, oh, no more. So I've literally seen people do this for 10 plus years. And I sit back and I ask myself, like, what's going on? Like, why can't a person really stick with the decision that they make in terms of improving their health? Like, it could be that simple or improving their fitness. It could be that simple, right? And I believe that the key is mindset. And we talked about it in the quote a little bit, but I really want to dive into a couple things that I feel are the top two things that really hold a person back. And there, there are a lot more in terms of this mindset approach, but these are the two that I, I see uh, the most prevalent and the ones that occur the most often. Um, and, and number one is managing stress. Like, guys and girls, I th this one is so near and dear to me because I see so many people get sidelined by this. You know what I mean? And I really want to say that, you know, not all stress is bad. That's number one. Some stress is good. Like when you go to the gym, that stress that you're putting on your body is good because it's going to help you adapt and be better, you know? And some stress can be bad, obviously. And it's all about, it, too often I see that the stressor or the problem is derailing someone. Um, when really that shouldn't be the thing, like it's not the stressor or the problem that derails you. It's more about what the thought that is present about that problem. Right. So let's just say um, let's give a lighthearted one um, that you had a bad day at work. Right. You come home. Things just didn't go well. You know what I mean? And it's not that the stress was a bad problem, right? It's not that the stress or that, that, that problem that you had at work was something that should derail you from continuing on to improve your health and fitness, right? You still can go to the gym. You still can go, you know, take a walk. You still can go do lots of things to help you keep, you know, pushing towards the goal of you improving your health and fitness. But what happens is that it's what the thought that we had about the stress at work. So the stress at work happened, but then the thought that we had behind it was I need to make myself feel better, right? Or the thought would be, man, this day was so crappy, I need to go home and just lay down, right? Or this day was so horrible, uh, you know, the people at work were so bad today that I need to go to my favorite restaurant and just have what I want, right? 
It's the thought that that whatever happens that, that stresses you in your life, it's the thought that you have about that. Because what happens is, and what I see all too often is that, you know, we start to look for uh, the comfort outside of the stress, right? Because now we need to get ourselves back to, you know, feeling decent again or whatever. So that could lead to a binge eating episode. It could lead to you going way over in terms of how many calories you should have ate that day. It could go into you having disrupted sleep patterns. It can go to you having anxiety or depression, right? Those things can come from you having that one episode or that one stressor or problem in your life, but it's the thought that you had behind that problem that really led you to action that may be something that's not benefiting your health and fitness, right? So it, it, when we talk about stress, I just really want people to start considering, you know, what are they thinking about when they're thinking about the stress that happened, right? Instead of, you know, comforting yourself with food or, or, or something like that or, or, you know, just getting in bed and not having any kind of physical activity or vegging out on the TV or whatever, like consider some healthy, stressful, um, reducing activities. You know what I mean? Like going like exercising for me. That's a stress reliever. Right. And I know all people aren't like me and I respect that. But I'm saying that if it's if it's something that you go to the gym and you just feel like the weight of the world is lifted off your shoulders or if you go to the gym and you just feel like, man, you can just cut off everything and just be be present in that moment. You know, it may be something that's a very de-stressful environment for you and other people. It may be a very stressful environment. I know a lot of people that go to the gym and they just can't stand the environment because a bunch of douchebags or whatever. So, like, I, I get both sides of the equation, but I just want people to start finding some healthy stress stress reducing activities that they can do when they're in those moments. So others would be like talking things out with friends or family, you know, I like listening to music, um, writing. I love to journal. So that's one another way that I like to, you know, de-stress and things like that. Maybe spending time with uh, your significant other, your partner um, or a relative or a friend, you know, something like that could be uh, very helpful. And, you know, like, some unhealthy behaviors that you might already have, like the whole binging out or the going to your favorite restaurant or the going home and just getting into bed, you know, like those are some some unhealthy behaviors that de have developed over time. You just didn't start that today. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have a stressful time at work and you just started doing whatever like those took time to develop. So guess what? They're going to take time to change. So you're going to find yourself having, you know, if you take if you have a stressful day and you take it the wrong way and and things go array and don't go the way that you want to and you kind of go backwards on your goal, it's going to happen. You got to just know that that's why this is a lifestyle. You learn from that. You gather data from that. You try and reflect on that and you just get better over time. And that's what happens. That's that's how that's why you if you focus on changing one behavior at a time over time, things just get better. So no matter how how hectic your life gets for you, just continue to make time for yourself. And when I, what I mean by that is not that means the opposite of unhealthy behavior, actually. I don't mean by you making time to mindlessly eat popcorn on the couch. You know, I don't mean make time for you to go to your favorite cookie spot and get a dozen and eat them on your way home from work. Like, I don't that's not what I mean by making time for yourself. I mean by, you know, if it just takes you five to 15 minutes a day where you're just enjoying a good book 
or some of your favorite music. Um, things like that, you know, can really help you manage stress, you know, when things go away. Because guess what? Most people have like that. Um, let's, let's I'm gonna call it like a gallon jug, right? And if you're already, if you continue to to have a jug that's all the way full, whenever you have a stressful type of day, that jug is gonna start to overflow. So that's when the bad, unhealthy behaviors may come. You know what I mean? When you just haven't managed your stress in a long time, and then you get to that one, you know, little day, and things just don't go right. You may just go like you just not literally go crazy, but you just may not feel like yourself. So who knows what's going to happen? You know what I mean? So you got to be able to manage that jug. So you want to keep that jug in terms of managing stress. That's the analogy I'm using. You want to keep that jug as low as possible. So, you know, as things happen that you can just you can continue to manage. You never get to that boiling point to where you have to really start making, you know, poor decisions or unhealthy ones. You know what I mean? So. Things like listening to music, things like going for a walk, things like being outdoors, you know, those things will help you in terms of managing that jug. Another thing would be to eat good, you know, to get enough sleep. I think that's one thing that me and Zach is going to have to do a full episode on is just just sleep patterns, because I think that we're so on we're, we're, it, it, America in, it, in itself is overstimulated with phones and and technology and and caffeine and energy drinks and food and all this stuff we're so overstimulated sugar and all that stuff that we never really start to think about the sleep patterns that we're having on a day-to-day basis you know what i mean like i see most people their their problem is simply they just they just don't get enough sleep and that could fix a lot of issues, especially when it comes to dealing with stress. Because guess what? If you're only getting four hours of sleep, you're already waking up stressed out. Like you're already, your jug is already full and you ain't even started your day. You ain't opened your mouth. You ain't done anything. You ain't brushed your teeth and you already ready to pop off. Like straight out the bat. You know what I mean? So we definitely got to do that. Another one would be drinking plenty of water and engaging in regular physical activity. Um, another good one would be like taking regular vacations or, or breaks from work. You know, you may have to just take a day a Friday off and just be like, you know, I ain't going to work today. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's not a bad thing, but it just may be something that you just need a personal break or some time for yourself. You know, um, another one would be don't be afraid to reach out for support from a professional. You know, there are a lot of people that are very qualified to help you. Um, with some stress coping mechanisms that um, you shouldn't be ashamed about. You know what I mean? Because guess what? You may not have had, you know, those things taught to you as a child. You know what I mean? You may have never, you know, seen that being modeled for you. You know what I mean? So you may need to talk to somebody that's more of a professional to kind of help you get some of those tools in your tool bag. And that's just the most important thing. If you don't have those tools when they're, when, when you need to call upon them, then, you know, t- when times get tough, those are some of the things that you're going to end up failing on. And it just can happen over and become like a something that's very habitual. And we don't want that. So definitely reach out for support um, if, if it's needed. Another one uh, to transition a little bit another, to another topic is one of my favorites and i see this a lot in 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 female i see it a lot in men and that is the the mindset of strength and let me tell you first off let's let's just talk about strength in general if you are getting after it in the gym like if you are a person that gets after it in the gym you have so much freedom like you don't even understand how much freedom a person that is literally 
working their body to be stronger has. You know what I mean? And and the reason why this is so important to me is because we're in a day and age to where we have to manufacture physical activity. We're in a day and age where we have to manufacture exercise. Like like your grandparents, grandparents, they didn't ever have to worry about this. They worked in factories, they worked on farms or ranches, they worked in jobs that, that required them to have physical labor. They regularly picked up heavy stuff, you know what I mean? And that's why their body weights, not the entire reason, but it has a lot to do with why their body weights was a lot lower, you know what I mean? They may not have the, the nutritional components that we have today and the nutritional uh, research that we have today, so they may have ate poorly, kind of like my grandparents did, but I'm going to tell you, they were some strong SOBs, like for real. And they had so much more freedom. Like my grandparents lived to like 65. I mean, they had some heart disease issues, but let me tell you, they were in shape. Like they they, they really passed away early because of the fact that um, their nutrition was just really poor. They had really poor uh, healthy fats in their diet. They they cooked with a lot of lard and Crisco and things like that, which is just, you know, has has its own problems and frying everything that, that they could think of, you know. But that's what they did back in those times. But let me tell you, they didn't have to manufacture exercise. They didn't have to pick up weights. They didn't have to do any of that because they got it on a daily basis for eight plus hours a day. You know what I mean? And nowadays we don't have that. So we lose a lot of the the freedom that we have in terms of movement, like because now we have a higher prevalence of people having lower back pains and things like that, and we just have a higher you know higher uh, case of people just not being very strong. So they have you know a lot of atrophy in their body. They don't have a lot of muscle tissue. So like, like a lot of those things go away because we just don't want to get strong. You know what I mean? And so I'm, I'm getting off topic. That, that's a, that's another topic for another day. I'm gonna actually save that for when Zach gets back. Um, but strength, the mindset to be strong, a lot of times people aren't able to really get strong because they defeat themselves before they even try it. So what that means is, first off, did you, did you know that the placebo effect in most research um, that's done, it has a 33% effective rate, meaning that if I was to tell you that this, if I were to give a person two people I had in a room, I say this pill will make you um, stronger. And then I had another person that um, didn't have any pills. And I would say, you just gonna have to lift this weight. And then I would have had another person that um, was to come in and say that this pill is gonna make you weaker or whatever. The person, if one of those was a placebo and I had the person that I told that the pill was gonna make them stronger, and nothing was in the peel but some sugar, and they went up and lifted the weight, guess what? That placebo has a 33% chance of working because the person has told themselves in their mind that they are going to get stronger by taking this peel. That's how powerful the mind is. And I just want people to really let that resonate because that's what happens in just the opposite, right? So what happens is, is a person has a low back, um, some low back pain, right? And since they have this low back pain, they start to tell themselves that they're so weak. They thought, oh, why is my back so weak? So guess what happens when you start to put those thoughts in your head? You start to do things that perpetuate that, that help, that actually make that pain become something that's very negative. So guess what you do? You'll start to scale back your activity because you're afraid that your back is going to hurt, right? 
or you know you you won't do anything around the house now because every time you think that you're going to bend over that your back is going to give out right so guess what happens what used to be a low back problem becomes a full body problem and now we're stuck right because now my body's atrophying i'm losing muscle so i'm now i'm starting to feel worse over time because i told myself initially that my low back was weak and that i can't do anything but guess what if a person say hey my low my, my, my low back is not the strongest I really want to get better at it. So what if that person started to say, I'm going to start doing things that don't hurt my low back, but that I can physically be active. So guess what? They start riding a bike, right? So they end up getting stronger legs. They end up getting stronger glutes, right? And what happens is that person now turns what they thought was a weakness into a strength because they said, well, my back is hurting, so I'm not going to do anything that that really stresses it, but I'm going to do something that I know that I can do, but not put any stress on it. So I'm going to do things that I know that I that are outside of, you know, my back is weak type of thinking. Right. I'm going to start doing some just some physical activity that I know I can do. Right. Maybe some floor exercises or some things like that. So what, what they end up doing is they find, you know, ways around themselves um, really having that negative mindset. And when it comes to strength, like, you know, higher strength activities, it's the same is true. You know, a person um, starts to say, that, you know, they have a, a day where they have to perform squats. Right. I see this a lot. And they'll go up to the bar and they are always start, already start to tell themselves that they can't do it. They haven't even touched the bar yet. Like you haven't even done anything yet. The bar is not even on your back, but you've already defeated yourself for no apparent reason. Right. Just because you were scared or or because you thought that you couldn't do it or you're not ready yet or whatever. And they <laughs> they probably did something very close to that the week before. But now all of a sudden they can't do it. Right. And when I competed in powerlifting, a lot of it was mental. Um, and that's why I love the sport of powerlifting so much, because most of it is just you training your brain to get outside of your comfort zone and accept, accept like you literally have to just accept what's going on. Right. And not try and fight it like you got to clear your brain and say, hey, you know what? This is heavy. Yes. But you know what? I can do it. I believe in myself. I believe in my training. I believe what I've done up to this point to get me here. I believe that I prepared enough. And so then you go up to that attempt. But I've seen people miss stuff like at a powerlifting meet, you get three attempts at a weight. Right. And a person would maybe probably most likely have done in the gym attempts one and two. And then number three, they may reach and try and get something that they may have never done before. Right. So let's just say I've done. 250 pound squat in the gym before I've done a 300 pound squat in the gym before and then my last one I want to do a 350 pound squat well if I've already done these 200 and 250 before or 250 and 300 before I, I should go up to that bar confident right but what if I go into that place and I see all these people looking at me and I don't really know what to think I'm like oh man am I really gonna do it or did I did I warm up properly enough or blah 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 and I get up to that bar and I fail on my first one something I've probably done a hundred times in the gym What's the difference? The difference is mindset, right? I should be able to get that no problem. But what happens is we talk ourselves out of it. We, we really start to, to, to play mind tricks on ourselves, and it, it becomes just a mind game. So in essence, I just want to say that start to think about what you're thinking about. You know what I mean? Especially when it comes to this lifestyle, when it comes to strength, when it comes to managing stress, those two things, you, you really have to be very mindful. You know, um, that is why I, I, one of the things that I love about the gym is that it teaches you to be mindful. It teaches you how to think about the feedback you're getting from your body. It teaches you how to collect data. It teaches you really how to 
um, start to listen to what's going on. You know what I mean? In, in within your own body, and because we don't have we don't have practical um, application of that in the real world because most of us have a, a thinking job where we're sitting down or something like that. And so we don't really have the opportunity to really dive into those things. So the gym is a great place for you to be able to experiment and really start to, to think about what you're thinking about. I know that sounds weird, but it really stands true. So anyways, I hope that this episode was good for you. I enjoy talking about this. It's something I'm very passionate about just because I see so many people get hung up on this simple thing. Um, and if I, if I could relay any message to you, find out why you want to improve your health and fitness and start to think about what you're thinking about. I hope you all have a great week. I'll talk to you later.